careers, unique lives. This is the show, and I'm on a quest. A quest to find out how people get unstuck and create unique careers, unique lives. Every week I will interview the guests to find their answer. Will you join me? Let's begin! In this episode, I'm talking with Elena Marsh, Leadership Transformation Coach. Elena is special to me because she is a good friend and also my partner in Be Coach Academy, where we train new coaches. I have been wanting to interview her for a long time because she has a wonderful story. And in this conversation, I learned new stories that were even more interesting. I hope you'll enjoy this episode and I'll talk to you in the end. Maybe for the ones who don't know you, who are going to listen, how would you describe who you are? Hmm. I I would love to say that probably I'm somebody who's always in search, somebody who always um, asking the questions and looking for a new horizons, but horizons which are not outside of there, but horizons within myself, first of all, in terms of um, where else I can go to as a, again as a human being in my own emergence and in my own development and what else uh what are the corners of myself i have not looked at and therefore did not um, maybe work on them or did not use them as my resources or my talents um so that would probably be one thing Another thing I believe, I want to believe that I'm somebody who is extremely interested in human nature and understanding the, the motives, what, what guides us, what drives us, uh, what stops us, what prevents us from... Uh, doing things which are meaningful to us or what gives us the sense of purpose and the sense of fulfillment. And I also believe that I'm someone for whom their deep connections are very important. So I recently clarified it for myself that there are so much like superficial connections go on, the chit chats and the small talks and things about weather and jobs and problems. Mm. And I kind of stopped being really interested in such things. They're really hungry to go again, like deeper and to talk about things which are more profound. Mm. And uh, this again comes together probably with my desire to reach to that horizon, not only within myself, but also within another person who I'm connecting with. That was a fantastic answer to who you are question. So you you mentioned about like the layers of um, who you are and you went really deep. You you told about what you're curious about, what, what really matters to you. And coming to an upper level so how do you make um 
what is important to happen or what do you do as your work to contribute with what matters? I would currently define it again into two aspects which come together very neatly or two parts of my daily engagement. Uh, one part is uh, that I'm working as a coach, as a leadership coach. But when I'm talking about leadership, I don't necessarily mean uh, about leading others, but I also mean about leading yourself. We talked about it with you at some point, I remember, and we we were exactly defining who the leader is. And for me, the leader is everyone who wants to understand, again, what is important to them, what their values are, what they stay for, uh, what their vision is, what their legacy is, and uh, how can they go there? How can they inspire others, but also get inspired themselves first? Again, for me, the leader... Uh, it's it's just lovely. It's just really fantastic how you know uh, the the our philosophy of be coach academy, like be coach first, goes also very very well for me uh, in relation to who the leader is. It's be a leader, which means again before you can lead the others and to support the others, you have you need to have a very clear understanding of who you are and what you stay for and what are your principles and, and again, the values and beliefs and um, what is your vision, uh, first of all. So there, this leadership uh, coaching takes a big part inside my heart uh, and I call it transformational coaching and tra- transformational leadership coaching. And again, that moving from... Uh, leadership uh, which is driven by fear and whether we want to acknowledge it or not and in the most of the cases we do not acknowledge it but we do lead based on the fear and it's uh, also called like ego-driven leadership and my focus and my work goes into moving from fear to trust to how to learn to trust to yourself how to learn to trust to others and in the end of the day how to learn to trust well i don't know you can call it however to universe to life to nature to trust that everything is happening at the right time and everything which is happening is happening for the good so this is a transformation to that level of trust when i'm talking about and the other aspect of uh, our, my work, or another half of my heart, is devoted to the Coach Academy. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also an absolutely unique and amazing platform which we created for me, where I believe we can touch the lives and hearts of other people so that they can then spread it wider. And this is, you know, the logo of our drop. And I think this is what we do as well. We create those ripples in the water so that then our students and our graduates, they go out there after they finish our program and they make a difference in the lives of other people. And they touch the lives of other people and they yeah, bring themselves and their gifts and their talents uh, to the world in a more conscious way. 
It's a fantastic opportunity for us to have our community and touch um, many more people than we too yeah. can do. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That's right. I was having a conversation last weekend. I met with um, students from my university, the graduates from my university. It was an alumni event. Mm -hmm. And there I shared what I do, what we do. And they were so surprised that we created our own business. Mm -hmm. So first individual coaching business, but also an academy mm -hmm. in a foreign country. Um, in another language mm. and that we have been doing it for some time now I, I never thought about it like mm. a huge I never reflected it so that they told me it is something huge and it was inspiring and about you how did you start um, this journey how did you decide creating your own business before we started with Be Coach Academy you were already a uh, professional coach and were having your own coaching business mm. can you tell me a bit um, how your life or yourself led yourself to this path mm. well it, it's it's it didn't the decision came not in one day I think it was a development it was a journey for me as well and it was a journey not only connected to switching the like changing the career but it was more again journey to you know becoming a coach <laughs> rather than just uh learning coaching skills and and different coaching techniques and interesting enough there the journey started before i even came to uh, to germany uh when i was still working in russia responsible for uh, people development in the big international organization. I was responsible for Russian markets and everything was kind of a very good in my life really at that point of, of time. Um, I was having a fantastic career, friends around and uh, financially was doing very, very well. So everything when you look from the outside looked glossy, um, except one thing I was, deeply unhappy um i was deeply unhappy i was deeply frustrated and lost and nothing which i was doing seemed to have a meaning to me uh, and i couldn't find an answer i couldn't really understand where it is and where it was going from or coming from rather um and going to before one day uh when one of the training companies the local russian companies called me and invited me as a people development manager and I come to that event and I was absolutely blown up by their idea so they were working on the topics like personal development and personal mastery and raising individual consciousness and I was completely hooked so I, I, I bought the program I participated in that program and it was three months program and after I remember after the second months I came to my hairdresser who was working with me or working with me I mean, who was my hairdresser for years and years and I always had very long hair and suddenly I came to him with a photograph of a very short haircut and I showed it to him and I said this is what I'm, I want to have and he looked at me with a very surprised eyes and like why like <laughs> what happened 
And I said, you know what? The hair style is the only thing I have not yet changed in my life. So that program really became a starting point for me to understand again, who am I beyond my parental programming and cultural conditioning? You know, what am I staying for? What is really important to me? What my gifts are, what my talents are, who am I want to be in life and what gives me meaning and what is my purpose? And so since then it was years and years that I was layer by layer peeling my self onion, you know, and um, trying to reach that core. And I think um, I'm still in this process, by the way, but uh, at some point when I was already in Germany, again, things happened, which um, made me think that probably corporate environment or at least the corporate environment of the company where I was working at that time doesn't really resonate with who I realized I am uh, with those new discoveries of myself that I need to do something about it. I knew that was absolutely clear to me at that time that I am totally passionate about again, personal growth and personal leadership, that I'm totally passionate about the way coaching provides in terms of, again, not directing, not pointing out, not suggesting, not advising, not preaching, but rather supporting others by asking them thought provocative questions and digging deeper and helping them to peel their self onions Mm -hmm. so that was something where I just felt such a deep connection with and I knew that this is what I want to do and that was clear to me and uh, when I managed to overcome my fears moving from a very safe corporate environment which many people call a comfort zone. But for me, it was very uncomfortable (laughs) being in that comfort zone because, again, it did not resonate anymore with who I felt I was. And this is when I switched. Tell me more about the day that you have taken the final step of finding yourself with this. This is not what I want to do. This is what I'm doing, and I'm doing it now. How did this happen? I'm not sure I can remember the exact day, but I probably can remember last couple of months before I actually notified my boss back then that I'm going to leave. And I remember that those two months again was lots that was um, full of doubts and concerns and fears. Uh, because again, at that point, I was an hard, I was working as an expat. An international company, which meant huge salary, very good package in terms of, you know, the company paid for my apartment, for the insurance, for the phone, for like traveling home and uh, and bonuses and all other benefits. And uh, suddenly to say goodbye to it all and to stay living again in a foreign country without quite speaking English. Oh, sorry, speaking just English and my mother tongue Russian. Uh, and kind of trying to build my own business 
seemed to be very exciting, but at the same time, very scary thing to do. And this is where the doubts were. This is where concerns were and whether I can do it or I cannot do it and what the worst that can happen, et cetera, et cetera. And I was coming home every evening after work, being fully again, just unhappy and very dissatisfied with how I spent the day at work and how would that be different if I were self-employed. And I'm very grateful to my husband at that point of view who, and to my mom and both of them did really support me. They beat by beat, they encouraged me and they kept saying me that together could happen. Uh, that I can totally rely again on 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 their support. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I remember that. I just I remember that when I sent the message to my boss, I felt a huge sense of relief mm-hmm. when the decision was made. When the decision was made, and I sent that note that I'm going to leave, I felt very very free. And how did the journey go after that? What were the ups and downs of being free, doing what you cared about, doing your own business? That was very funny, actually, in the beginning, because I remember so when I already notified, I started, I, I, still, I still working in the company for several months after um, my notification was sent. And I remember how I was dreaming, like, all right, I will be self-employed. And which means I I wake up in the morning, I'll go to the dream. And then I grab my computer. I will go to the nice cafeteria and I will be working in a nice cafeteria. And I will be meeting different people. And I will really be enjoying my time and my days. Uh, We'll be be spending a lot of time outside, etc. And when my when I actually became self-employed, I felt such a hunger of doing things. I was waking up in the morning and having breakfast, sometimes not even having breakfast, or grabbing the breakfast with me to my office room. I was locking myself in my office room with my computer day after day after day after day, forgetting sometimes about lunch, uh, remembering about lunch when I already felt that around 5, 6 p.m. I'm kind of half conscious, realizing that, oh, gosh, I forgot to eat. And it was very different, of course, from what I was dreaming the self-employment is supposed to be. But there was also a journey a journey to learn to manage your work and life balance when all the borders are not so strict anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not like you go to your office at nine and you come from your work, I don't know, at seven or whatsoever. And I realized that for me, I needed to learn that, mm-hmm. to set that boundaries. That took me quite a bit so that I needed to to schedule and to use my resources in a more effective way. Now, you know, how how do you do it after having learned the lesson? How do you organize your life for having this balance? 
I think I learned one very, very important thing, very, very important thing. And that is that I am my best product from my condition, from the way how I feel physically, emotionally, spiritually, it directly depends on how I perform as a coach or as a trainer. If I'm tired, if I'm exhausted, if I'm depressed and fulfilled and happy, I just cannot be effective at my work. It's just linked directly. And I realized that, for example, if I'm going for a walk in the morning, it is just as important as my, I don't know, invoicing or as scheduling a meeting with a potential business client. Uh, or any other business activity, it is just as important as any other business activity, my self-care. And it just became so, so clear to me that I learned really to prioritize that. Was there a big happening that directed you to this lesson? Yes. It's <laughs> a very close question. We don't like this kind of... <laughs> Would you like me to give you an open answer? <laughs> <laughs> As you wish, I love any answer. <laughs> Let's say I started paying attention to this quite some time ago. But probably it's, for, for example, if we are talking particularly about walking, because this is what I recently found as the best activity for myself uh, exactly a year ago I think I had a conversation with my coach and um, the idea of walking Camino uh, the pilgrimage uh, to Santiago de Compostela in in Spain came to my mind and uh, so my coach inspired and empowered and everything what coaches do, <laughs> you know, for me to take this step. And in, in, uh, I started training, I started working. So thanks God I'm living in countryside and there are lots of possibilities for that. So I started practicing, practicing but training, walking bigger distances, like around 10 kilometers uh, a day. I was walking and during those walks, I realized what a dramatic, significant impact this morning walk make on the way I feel. My mind getting absolutely clear. I felt so energized. I knew perfectly well, what am I going to do and how am I going to do this when I come home after the walk? Uh, it opened up the creative channel. I felt so capable of, I don't know, doing things and achieving things and doing them in the new ways and in exciting ways and inspiring ways. So that was just absolutely fantastic. And I realized that, and I also realized the difference between those days when I walked and those days when, for whatever reason, I didn't. And I understood that I just cannot afford not walking because of that impact which walking uh, provided to me. And here you mentioned um, the, the walk. 
that you had the big walk uh, yeah. that the daily walks were leading to the people don't maybe don't know about that would you share what your purpose was what you did and how you changed having done the walk well that's a huge conversation <laughs> <laughs> well, let's try to <laughs> give the overview <laughs> and direct them to talk to you afterwards <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the Camino walk is, as I mentioned, it's a pilgrimage. There are different Caminos, but Camino, which I always dreamt to do and which I did in the end was Camino Francais. So this is an uh, this is 800 kilometers stretch between Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port, or the little France across north part of Spain to... Um, Santiago de Compostela and so this is about actually walking that distance carrying things which you have with you on your shoulders every day and uh, sleeping in every night in different uh, places in different hostels sharing meal with other pilgrims um, and pretty much learning and learning and learning so so much about yourself and about life and about other people on the daily basis. Uh, and for me, my reason to go to Camino was, well, there were, there were three reasons. The reason number one was, again, the desire to kind of unreveal one more layer of myself onion. Um, and kind of push myself towards that uncomfortable experiences, physically uncomfortable experiences and situations, and to see how will I respond to them? How will I respond to them psychologically? How will I respond to them physically? Uh, and what the learning opportunities those discoveries can provide to me, when I, what I will learn to, about myself and uh, how I can grow through those experiences. So like learning was one of the motives. And the second motive was, well, for me, working, working such a way was associated to, you know, like living the life to the fullest. It's like just embracing it. And that was a huge embracement, you know, for me working that Camino. And the third Again, connecting to the people, and I knew what a brilliant what a brilliant possibilities Camino provide to connect with other people. Because people who walk Camino, they are not interested again in those chit chats and small talks. You very very quickly go to the core. You know, lots of people who are coming to going Camino, walking Camino, they coming there to find the answers or again to learn about themselves and they tuned to those moments when they can go deep and therefore most of the conversations are taking place on that deep level and this is what I was really wanting uh, to connect to people on that deep level. Mm -hmm. So those were three of my uh, core motivations 
practical reasons of doing that walk. And I must say, they fulfilled themselves so much more than I expected. How did this journey transform you? There are so many lessons which I brought with me from Camino and lessons which I still keep coming to me. Um, some of them were quite clearly articulated in my mind when I came from Camino and they were again one of the significant transformational learnings I believe was that level of trust which I embrace now so so much more than I used to do in the past and again that's coming I've always had quite a high level of trust in myself in my own abilities but probably not that much trust in again you can call it however you can call it universe you can call it nature or god or I don't know that trust again that everything what happens happens at the right moment and everything what happens happens for the good and I probably understood those things before on somehow mental level, which is so very different from actually being able to feel these things so, so deeply inside yourself that they become in your truth, you know, truth from the big T as one of my big, big friends I love to say. And uh, when you leave this truth, when you leave this trust, it does transform you and it does transform me. This trust that everything will be good and everything is good. Everything is just as it should be. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the, trans- one of the most transformational lessons, I, I think. Mm-hmm. And how does this trust now impact your work and your relationship with others? Well, first of all, it grounds me significantly. It grounds me, it calms me down. It it relaxes my mind. There are so little place for worry now inside me. And um, there are no place for, I don't know, anxieties about whatsoever. Uh, there are so much more like openness to anything and everything that comes. And it's the interesting that this feeling that grounded gives me an enormous, again, I always thought that I'm quite confident person generally. But now comparing my current state with my previous state, I said, oh, no, I wasn't. Gosh, I wasn't. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't that conf- as confident as I thought I was. And now it's just, I don't know, I just don't really see any point in pretending. And, um, and I just realize how liberating it is to be just who you are yeah and the thing so i have a couple of more things that i am very curious about i am 
feeling a bit like confused where to start. Um, I want to go a few steps back. Mm. I know a bit of your story, how, where you were born and what you did before you became this executive in the corporate environment. So you have, you turned around, I believe, your story. You created a complete different path for yourself. What, can you tell a bit more to this, um, your first path, what you have uh, studied and then how you changed your path to bring you where you are today? Mm. Sure. Um, maybe, yeah, I, I just kind of, as you said, a couple of steps back, say I was born in um, a tiny, tiny, tiny town in the eastern part of Kazakhstan. And when I was three years old, my family moved to another little, little, little town <laughs> in the middle of Siberia. And this is where I grew up. So my mom was a single mom who was raising me and my older brother. And uh, so there was a very, very difficult times back then. It was enormous work for my mom to be able in those days to, to provide me and, and, and my brother with everything we, what we needed. In, I think after, after the, after the secondary school, after the, I finished secondary school at the age of 16 or 17, I, I was very, I don't know, ambitious, probably. Again, back then I was dreaming about Moscow, Moscow, the capital of Russia was there, this age of my dreams. And I knew that again, back then there were no any visible ways for me to go there. We did not have any connections. We did not have any money and whatsoever and um it, it again there was a different different piece of journey when i first managed to move from siberia to the central part of russia when i began to study in the pedagogical college with their focus on english language and it was kind of a step a little step uh, for me, because from Siberia to Moscow was uh, more than 5,000 kilometers. And from central Russia, where I was studying in a pedagogical college to Moscow was a bit more than 1,000 kilometers. <laughs> I kind of progressed in my mind towards that. But still, there were no any visible opportunities to actually move to Moscow. Till one moment when a friend of mine from Siberia came to Moscow uh, with her boyfriend to, for New Year Eve. And they invited me to spend the New Year Eve with them in Moscow. Oh my goodness, I was so thrilled to have that opportunity. So I came there, I came to Moscow with them. At, we celebrated the New Year Eve and then um, some people who are listening this story might know some might not know that in Russia we celebrate Christmas in the seventh on the seventh of January, and that's also a public holiday. And there were just three working days between Christmas holidays and New Year Eve holidays. And my friends started encouraging me try to find a job in Moscow, 
and I was, I was just, I said, I thought that's absolutely crazy idea because uh, like, you know, I am a teacher who does not have any special way. This is what I believed at least back then about myself, that I did not have any special gifts, any special talents or any special abilities to be able to find work in, in, in Moscow. And I decided to still give it a try just just to calm them down because they were very <laughs> you know, they were really pushing me hard. And those three working days because new be, between New Year Eve and Christmas, because they, again there were no mobile phones, there were no internet back then. So I just bought a bunch of newspapers and I highlighted all possible working opportunities. And we decided that it will probably be something like a receptionist or a secretary in a company. And I will be trying to target those. And those three days I spent like, you know, running across Moscow backwards and forwards, um, meeting with different people. And none of the meetings I had were anything interesting, interesting in terms of like, you know, 80% of those job offers were what we a free distribution, which meant they give you a bag of stuff, stuff, and then you can sell this stuff wherever you want and however you want. It was difficult for me to imagine myself being a salesperson, so that didn't work for me. The rest was something also totally unacceptable. And then the last day, I was almost pretty much my last Last, my last opportunity, I was working in a search for a address of a company and uh, um, somebody stopped in a car and asked me a question like, do, do you know how can I go there? And I said, you know, I actually don't know. I, I, I'm not from Moscow myself. And, and the person suggested, all right, okay, so what if I give you a lift and um, we, will, we will kind of talk on the way. And uh, he said, he asked me what I'm doing. I said, I'm searching for, looking for a job. And he asked me what job. And I said, the secretary or receptionist. And he said, oh, you know, that's actually, I'm working in a small company and we are searching for a receptionist. And I said, really? Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> and uh, so this way, the interview was scheduled for the next morning and I had to leave back home in the afternoon and that appeared to be a small television company uh, and uh, I had an interview and the guy asked me so where I can start and I, th I said well you know I actually need to go back home because I still have my working engagement there so I need to pack my things etc I said all right come back in two weeks and start start working for us in two weeks and I returned back home and I provided my my school, the employer where I was working with a short notice. <laughs> and uh, I packed my bag and it was literally just one bag of some clothes and that's that's it. And I returned back to Moscow. And by the interesting thing that by the time I returned back to Moscow, my friends who I spent the New Year Eve with left back home to Siberia so I didn't have anybody to come back to I did not have a place to leave 
and they went to spend to stay to stay over o- overnight. So the first night I slept on the train station, <laughs> and um, came uh, to office to my work next morning with my bag, being a little bit tired and kind of not very tidy, <laughs> as you can imagine. And um, uh, somebody uh, and the some some of the police and they asked me, um, so how was your journey? When did you arrive? And so I had to admit that, well, I arrived actually yesterday and uh, this is how the situation is. And they were very, very kind. So they helped me in the first six months. I uh, lived uh, at the, with the mother of one of my colleagues in this tiny apartment she had. And I was taking care of her. She was taking care of me, but it was a starting point for my Moscow life. I don't know. Sorry, that was a long What's story. A <laughs> it was a very long story. Oh, Thank you. It was a fantastic story. I didn't know. Oh. And then it was a secretary position there. There was a secretary position. So I was working as a, as a receptionist first in that little television company. And then I was promoted to uh, being a personal assistant of our general manager. And then I was promoted. Um, something as we call the project administrator or something like that. So I was coordinating the different projects which we were working on. Um, and uh, and then I realized that probably show business is not quite my path for uh, different reasons. And I started working, started, started looking for other opportunities. There, the opportunity came from one of my friends who was owning a recruitment agency, an executive search agency in Moscow. And uh, I talked to him and he said, you know, I actually think you will be a great recruiter. And I I said, I have no even idea. I don't have even an idea of what it is. (laughs) And so he explained to me and I said, Everything what is about people and talking to people and connecting to people was really interesting to me. So and um, there I started my career in the recruitment and executive search agency in Russia. And I spent there, I think, five years or so. And uh, again, I, I began as I started there as um, assistant of manager or of a consultant, just pretty much researching. First, I wasn't interviewing people myself, uh, but then very soon I became a consultant myself and I became a senior consultant. And uh, after five years, I realized that again, I'm just, um, the, the recruitment is interesting thing, but I'm really interested in everything what goes, goes along with people development and uh, development of their skills, development of their personalities. And uh, I was very lucky finding the job which first combined recruitment and people development. And then gradually and gradually, I was growing more in the direction of people development and training and coaching and leadership, working first as a, a people development manager responsible for Russia. Then was another interesting story when I moved to Kazakhstan and I was working as an HR manager responsible for Central Asia. 
And again, the people development was the prime agenda there, was the prime focus. And then I moved to Hamburg, to Germany, where I, got, I, I became responsible for Eastern European region first. And then after restructuring of our company, there were some other countries uh, given to me before I actually decided to quit the, my job and became self-employed. Wow. This is a fantastic story. I never heard that before. That's, that's amazing. Um, what I heard was like you had a dream, a big dream of moving to the big city of Moscow. Mm. And people played a huge role, I heard. Yeah. Like um, people challenged you to go look for your friends, challenged you to go look for a job. And mm-hmm. then um, you trusted the trust was important for you trusted the stranger to have a ride together and the conversation again a person offered you to have a look in that job that they had and from there you took it and then you always took the next challenge or opportunity um, in the direction that you wanted to develop and there you also heard again an opportunity from another friend who said you would do it great yeah I see a lot of like people um, going for like having the dream, um, trusting yourself, trusting others. So still this picture that is present in your life had shown pieces of itself in the past story as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really very thankful to those, my friends who are, I don't know how many years ago already now, almost 20 years ago, really encouraged me to take that step and to move to Moscow. And I think that was also a breaking point in my life when I started learning to trust to myself. And when I started to learn to trust that everything will be okay. Because, you know, I I, I often... I don't. I don't share that that story uh, often, really. You don't was, share it at all. I'm wondering. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah true. Um, but when I do, <laughs> I um, I I trying to give people the perspective what it actually means to move from a small town to Moscow without having any connections or anybody who can support you your you, you life there and uh, it's like I don't know like moving from a, a, a village in Texas to Los Angeles or I don't know that that's a huge huge gap and I'm so grateful that they they helped me to trust in myself and that they supported me to um Again, to trust that I can make it and that everything will work out well. And it did. And it did. That is a fantastic story. It's very inspiring. I wish uh, you share it more often. Mm. I hope many people will uh, listen to it and uh, will also take the chance to trust themselves and let others know so that they can receive from others. I think this is what you also did. And coming to today, you started with um, describing yourself and what interests you, and you gave a definition of leadership. Mm. 
And I'm curious about what you want to lead. I want a uh, brilliant question. Thank you very much for that. Um, uh, first of all, I want to lead my own life. Again, for me, that means that I'm not drugged by um, their agendas of other people or different circumstances, uh, but really having my vision and following towards my vision. And I also want to lead, or I can say in this way, lead by empowering and, 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 and inspiring other people to live their lives consciously. Consciously, again, means understanding, this is what I was talking in the very beginning, what, what their values are, what is important to them, what their vision is, what their legacy is, or what their legacy they want to have. I was reflecting in a community of other pilgrims, what makes Camino such a special place? Why people after returning back from Camino want to go back again? And the, the answer we came up with is that Camino has such a culture which supports people in being their best selves, meaning kind, loving, compassionate, uh, listening, searching, growing. Okay, and if I can say that I I want to lead people to their Camino, to that place, wherever this place is, you don't need to go to Spain for that, where they can become the best they can become, meaning loving, kind, compassionate, searching, and growing. What a fantastic ending to the talk of where you came from and where you want to go. Mm. That's a very Thank valuable you. purpose. Thank mm. you very much for following that. And if people want to work with you, go on the journey, the walk with you, how they can reach you? To walk their Camino. <laughs> to walk their Camino with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, 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 I think that the best way, again, to get connected through LinkedIn, LinkedIn or through Facebook, just go Elena Marsh, um, or just send me a message on contact at elianamarsh-coaching.com. And I will, yeah, I will be very happy to get connected and uh, to have a deep and meaningful discussion and to share the Camino walk with anybody who want, who want to walk that path. Mm. Thank you very much for this conversation. 
I was again very inspired and I'm happy that I learned a new part of your story. It added so much more depth into like knowing you. So now I know you a bit more, a bit more deeper and I'm grateful for that. Thank you for sharing your story and sharing your wisdom. Mm, thank you very much, Yashal, for inviting me for this conversation and for asking a wonderful thought-provoking questions which made me to reflect back on my experiences and to remember them all and uh, and um, kind of within myself and for myself to actually celebrate the journey which I've done. Mm, thank yeah. you very much, so I celebrate you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you are inspired to go and do the work you love. Work can be so many things. It can be our contribution to others, our contribution to this world. But usually we start from a place of a bad choice. And we have been there quite some time, so it feels difficult to make a change. If you are like me, if you are once I was, you might also feel lonely because from outside it might look like a perfect situation. You might have a great job with great benefits and colleagues, but if it doesn't match with your definition of work or what you would love to do, you can't stay there. Your heart had already gone and you barely keep your body there. You cannot tell anyone about it because they don't understand. You look for ways to find a new direction. You go online, you check everything and all the suggestions about finding the passion doesn't really tell anything because you don't feel any passion. You don't remember any times where you could really feel excited. You don't know what you are really good at other than what you are doing. And that's difficult. It's difficult to start something new when you are in that state and to do it on your own. I want to tell you, you don't have to do it on your own and you are not alone. First of all, I've been there. Second, I know there are other people who are in that situation. I'm sure you will find your way somehow, someday. But I would love you to do it in a smooth way and in a way that you would enjoy. And if possible, as soon as possible. That's why I would like to invite you to design a program with me. I call this pilot program. This pilot program will help you to discover who you uniquely are and start offering yourself as a contribution to others so that you can start feeling energized, hopeful and lively. I call it a pilot because I am running it for the first time. I usually do coaching individually, but in this situation, I believe we would benefit from being a community and doing it together. And to create a great program, 
I would love to have you as my co-creator. I will be asking your feedback all along and I will be expanding the program based on your contribution. This is a five-week program and it's going to start on 20th of October. We will meet every week on Tuesday 9 p.m. Central European time on Zoom. And in addition to our meetings, you will also get individual coaching weekly from me during the program. You will have an access to the closed community and you will have unlimited email support from me. To be able to be with you fully, I'm going to keep the group very small. And the registration is open till 13th of October. If you would like to learn more about the program, go and visit the website uniquecareersuniquelives.com. You will be finding the direction on the homepage or you can just go directly to uniquecareersuniquelives.com slash course. I will be looking forward to welcoming you in the program. And if we will not be meeting there, I'm wishing you all the best with your life and your work and looking forward to talking to you in the next episode. Take care.